Welcome to All Things Health and Abundance Podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss different health and abundance related issues and come with real tips and advice. I'm soon turning 40. I'm a single mom and I have million projects all the time. I eat healthy and I work out. Nevertheless, the last pregnancy kilos seem to be more stubborn than I am and my need to be in good shape goes beyond boobs. It is about feeling light and healthy and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I've been wondering lately if this can have anything to do with hormonal issues. And so I came across Pia's profile. She connects well-being to finding the time for workout to diet but also hormones. And I immediately realized that this wonderful woman was someone I would love to talk to. And, of course, record that so that others can benefit from her wisdom as well. So today with me is Pia Torpe. Pia is a certified personal trainer and and dietitian through AFPT. Overall health is important to her. Her background is versatile and she has been involved in many different sports, has been without training at all for periods, but made a change six years ago. She now helps women who want better health and more energy and surplus for an easier life by getting strength training in place at home and adjusting the diet, taking hormones into account and looking at both stress and sleep. It's so amazing to have you here talking about all these different topics that actually constitute our health in general and our well-being because very often we look at one thing for example the diet or just working out and then you feel okay since i worked out then i can just eat whatever i want and then it's the big issue of hormones right like our weight and well-being is so connected to that so i'm really happy to have come across your your profile and i'm very happy that you said yes to being here i really wanted to bring this wholeness of health into the podcast thank you thank you so much for having me first of all and yeah that kind of sums it up you know it's it's not about just working out or just eating the right stuff it's about lifestyle yeah the total and i think it becomes more important as we get older Mm. to kind of look into every aspect like okay do you move like working out do you eat to nourish your body do you have a lot of stress how can you manage your stress do you sleep enough mm-hmm. how can you sleep better and i think also one big thing is our relationships how do they affect us your boss at work your colleagues your husband or partner your kids your family how do they affect us? What emotions do we carry? I think all of those areas is very interesting. That's really interesting, actually. So you take into account the whole person and everything what can affect them when when you work with women. Yeah. Can you maybe start a little bit by telling us who you are and how you work? Yeah, of course. 
My name is Pia Torper. I'm uh, 45 years young, I would say. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I haven't always been like this fitness kind of girl, but I've always been active. I've always done different kind of sports. I'm very versatile. You know, I, I like to climb mountains. I like to ride back horse, back horse riding. I love to ski. I'm always like being interested in trying new things. But I've also in different times in my life been completely not working out. And as I grew older, there was kind of something in my life. My mom was very sick and she died quite young. She only got 59 years old. And I got my daughter late in life. Yeah, I was 38 when she was born. And all of these kind of shifts, you know, I want to be around when she gets old. I want to take care of my health. I want to try to be the best I can to have a long life, healthy life. You know, there's no guarantees or whatever, but there's some things you kind of know mm -hmm. that's for your health. So it's been kind of journey for me. You know, little puzzles, you know, different things, trying new things. And it's been a long journey to get where I am today. But I think it all started out like six years ago. I invited my neighbors to come outside and work out in the middle of November. Wow. But <laughs> snowy, it was like, it's cold like now, yeah. right? One person came, I invited a hundred, I printed out hundred flyers putting it in uh, the email boxes yeah, not the email yeah, boxes, the, the, the post boxes, the post boxes. <laughs> one person showed up she's still a customer of me and I think we worked out like six weeks just the two of us then another came and then three more came and then kind of people started to come we worked out twice a week in the evening outside all year and then I started wow. my online business during COVID when I had to shut down yeah. uh, the, the outdoor training. And two years ago, I uh, quit my job and this is what I live of right now. So helping other women kind of get back into working out and often lose weight. Wow, it's amazing. How can a woman be in perfect health by taking into account training, diet and hormones and, and actually other parties, other people that are involved in her life? I know it's such a big question. Feel free to answer the way you feel it is right. It's about your lifestyle. Yeah. When it comes to hormone and hormone, hormonal imbalance and hormonal shiftings in a woman's life, you know, we go through puberty, then yeah. our hormones start to, you know, shift. And then if, if we have kids, we go to, through pregnancy, then our hormones shift. And for us women, we go through menopause and then our hormones shift. So that's kind of three stages. If you get kids, if you don't get kids, you kind of puberty and menopause. Yeah. That's inevitable. So things happen then, but during life, when we stress, when we don't take care of our body, if we don't sleep, if we take medication, 
different things can kind of affect our hormones as well. So when we get older, this kind of manifests more than in our youth. You know, when you were in the, your 20s, you could uh, like have no sleep, you could drink alcohol yeah. a couple of nights, and it was like, you know, and you, <laughs> you were fine. Yes, <laughs> you were fine. Well, that's not going to happen when you're older. And you didn't and... really gain weight so easily. And no. even if you did, it was so easy to get rid of it. Or get yeah. rid of it is such a negative word, but like release it, let's say. It was so easy, yeah. right? Yeah. But our body changes as we get older and it starts when you turn 30. Oh. Around 30, then your muscle mass starts to decrease. And this, this goes on throughout life and it accelerates when you kind of hit 40 and 50 and it goes even faster. This happens for men and this happens for women. We have our peak at 30 and then it's kind of downhill when it comes to muscle. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, have the muscles you have or gain muscle, you have, you have to do something. You have yeah. to push your body. You have to weight, lift weights or be active. And when we get older, we tend to be more inactive. It's just our nature. You know, you sit a lot more. Maybe you sit at your desk at work and then you come home, you do dinner or whatever, and you get in the couch. You sit there. We're not as active as we are in our youth. Yeah, true. So there's different things that affects us. Maybe you go through, you know, having kids, having those sleepless nights <laughs> with small children. At the same time, maybe you get a promotion at work. You have more responsibility, more stress in your life. Yeah. And maybe it gets like all this little time. You don't take so much time at making good food. You don't have time. So it gets like easy choices, you know. And all this kind of affects us. So it's, it's, it's a complex question, yeah. you know, but at the same time, when I start to work with customers, there's, there's kind of small changes. That's kind of, you push them in the right direction. And then after some weeks, you know, they feel better, they're more energetic, they eat better. And all this is also affecting our bodies in a positive way. You can always start, no matter how old you are, to start working out, taking care of your body. But if you are in your late 30s, 40s, and 50s, the work you do then is going to affect you in the 70s. It's going to wow. give you a better life when you hit 70. Because you strengthen your bones, you, you build muscle, and when we get like 60, 70 years, that's going to be key. Amazing. The picture you were painting, it seems like you were describing me, like you get a kid and sleepless nights and then you don't have time to eat. So you just eat whatever is easiest. Usually that's the unhealthiest choice. And you said taking care of the body. So I made a little note there. What is taking care of the body? I think you can do that in different different ways, uh, but we know like smoking is bad for you, yeah. alcohol is not good for you, eating what I, there's different views of what you should eat. Yeah. Like they're so crazy, so many things, 
it's so hard to kind of know what is healthy because there are new trends, there are new um, studies that's being published and things change. Yeah. But what we know now is like the ultra processed food that yeah. a lot in our society today is not really good for us. So if you kind of eat a lot of veg vegetables, mostly organic is the best, yeah. but I don't, I don't all eat organic because you know, the price yeah. and what's available, but I try to try to eat uh, as organic as possible, but you have to kind of switch a little bit eat as basic as possible, like make food from, from stretch. what do you call Four stars. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of vegetables. I think you should eat carbs, but you know, stay away from the white flour and the sugar, eat the complex carbs. We need fat. Yeah. That's basic. Olive oil, nuts, seeds, omega-3, very important and protein that's yeah. something i really uh, suppress with my clients is protein maybe we have that picture that you know protein is just for bodybuilders but it's not it's not the protein shake i necessarily yeah, i wanted want to, to ask you that so you mean protein shake or protein bars or protein um, in the form of meat or other sources of food that i have prefer protein. to eat as natural as possible okay. so but i do take protein shakes that's something i i do put in my uh, diet but i'm not about the protein bars i want you to eat cottage cheese chicken beef is if you want to red meat not as much but yeah. you know real food yeah greek yogurt is good because what i often see is women craving sugar in the afternoon usually that is the key missing protein start your breakfast with a high protein meal also in high fiber then you kind of get full you feel full a oh. lot longer and you don't get that cravings in the afternoon wow that was what really an aha moment for me yeah the cravings the sugar cravings in the afternoon so it's lack of yeah. protein very often it can come from different things okay. but very often i see that people having cravings and i start and i ask them well how how do you start your day usually i skip breakfast and i drink coffee on an empty stomach i'm like okay so just rewind here's something we got to change eat more protein and, and fiber like if you if you're making an omelet two eggs maybe some chicken from the dinner the night before and some greens wow. that's a perfect breakfast that will keep you full a lot longer there's also when you eat protein there's hormone cck which is released in the body and this hormone makes you feel full a longer longer time oh. both when you eat fat and both when you eat protein that hormone gets released I understand. So no skipping breakfast. So intermittent fasting, it's something yeah. being in the yoga community. It's something that I've done for such a long time, but I'm feeling like it's not right for me anymore. And this, it's not working anymore. Yeah. When it comes to intermittent fasting and fasting overall, 
I think that's a great thing to do for your body because you're making, you know, that window, you're not putting food in. So your the digestive system and everything gets like a pause. That is really healthy. Yeah, studies have shown that that is really healthy. But what I usually see is that people come to me and they're like, I'm skipping breakfast and I get sugar cravings in the afternoon. That means you're not getting enough food. So yeah. maybe you can skip breakfast, but then you have to increase your intake during the day because your food, your body is craving food in the evening because it's not full. So I would suggest start eating breakfast, high in protein, high in fiber, and then kind of maybe two times a week, you can intermittent fast. You can like skip breakfast. Yeah. That will kind of change up the body and the body is like, oh, what's happening now? And it has to adjust. Yeah. So in periods, maybe you can do the intermittent fasting, but if it's not working, that's right. Not right for you. Right. Yes. But can it yeah. change with time? Like I'm now soon approaching 40 and now it's suddenly it's not working anymore. And it used to work miracles for me. Like I would lose the weight immediately if I would be doing the fasting. The body adapts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because when, that's the same thing if you if you're uh, weight training. If I'm always lifting the five kilo weight, nothing's gonna change. Yeah. I have to increase it, or I have to increase the sets, or I have to, you know, mix it up. The body always adapts what circumstances it is in. Yeah. So we have to change things up. And maybe it can work for a period of time, but maybe then it stops work. You have to kind of do th something else. Yeah, I understand. So I'm not against intermittent fasting, but if it doesn't give you the results you're after, you have to try something else. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. What about dieting? When you say yeah. diet, what do you mean? What type of diet? Is that because I find it so hard to count grams and calories and i know that many others do as well yeah kind counting calories and looking at what things is kind of in you know what it is yeah. it's a great way to get knowledge about the food you eat but sometimes it kind of messes with your head yeah it's not for everybody i'm not a fan I never been a fan. I'm more of a kind of learning how to put a plate together. How much protein do I need about the hand size? Oh, uh, so a chicken fillet is, is about that size, right? Yeah. The hand size. And, okay. Uh, yeah. How much fat do I need about a thumb and how much um, carbohydrates do I need about this much? About the piece, yes. About the piece. And a handful about veggies. A handful of, of veggies. That's veggies. amazing. So protein is the palm, fat is your thumb, and carbohydrates, your fist, and then veggies, your hand. Your hand. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that would mean you're eating too much. And sometimes that would mean eating too little when it takes you into calorie counting, but in the long run, that's about what you need. Three times a day. I would say four times a day. Four times a day. Yeah. But if you, if you, your breakfast can kind of be smaller, if that 
fits you mm-hmm. and then the evening can kind of be smaller and then lunch and, and maybe dinner would be a bit bigger but but that's you know around what i recommend uh, people to or my clients to to eat okay and you also made a comment about having coffee first thing in the morning yeah and that's very common including myself including myself too okay (laughs) but it's something that is not recommended right because it brings me back to my parents telling me not coffee without having breakfast please because it will I don't know, create problems with your stomach, but I never really listened to that. Yeah. In coffee, there's a lot of good stuff like antioxidants and, and things, but you know, too much is not good because of the caffeine. When we get up in the morning, our cortisol level is high and our melatonin level, which is a sleep hormone is low. Cortisol is like the stress hormone. Yeah and melatonin is a sleep hormone. These two hormones, they have like a perfect balance. It's like this. In the morning, melatonin is low, cortisol is high. In the evening, melatonin is high, cortisol is low. When we get up in the morning, cortisol hits our body and we wake up. If you skip breakfast and you put coffee on an empty stomach, that will increase your cortisol levels, which will release glucagon which will increase your blood sugar and then insulin will have to go into the bloodstream to lower your blood sugar so what happens if you kind of drink a lot of coffee on empty stomach and you are high in cortisol levels you don't feel hungry and then you go on uh, fumes so the blood sugar gets high and the cortisol level gets high and that's not good for our body but if the cortisol level is high then why do we feel sleepy in the morning yeah like i can't really wake up properly without that first coffee yeah how many hours do you sleep oh yeah that's uh that really depends and i can wake up like for example last night my son woke up at three and couldn't sleep until 4 30. you are you know you have you have a a son that's one and a half years yeah. old so that's kind of time in life where the sleep usually is not good yeah but when the cortisol level is high and it's waking you up and if you feel like exhausted mm-hmm. you're tired that's because of lack of sleep okay probably over a longer period of time, time period yeah. with you because you have small a small yeah. son so you're circadian rhythm might be off yeah makes sense yeah and the thing about cortisol if that's kind of out of balance that would could make you tired in the morning Mm -hmm. and wired in the evening Mm -hmm. i talked about melatonin and cortisol as being like this and if your circadian rhythm is out of balance when the evening comes, when melatonin is supposed to get high and cortisol is supposed to get low, if you're in a stressed out situation mm-hmm. and have been under stress for a longer period of time, your cortisol level is high and then it kind of blocks the melatonin and you don't get as mal- much melatonin and you can kind of feel wired in the evening and you have trouble in, uh, falling asleep. 
That's why so many people have issues with falling asleep. Yeah. So both if, if you have problem getting, you know, sleeping at night or you wake up during the night, this may, may be out of balance. Yeah. And what can one do to bring this in? Imbalance. Yeah. You know, uh, the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is to get sunlight through your eyes because that will stop the melatonin production or, or lower mm. your melatonin production in the morning so your inner inner clock will kind of be right and then melatonin production will release in the evening we're not that lucky yeah. here in Norway <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the sun is not when yeah. we get out in the winter time I would recommend to put on every light in the house, mm. just, you know, make it bright. I would not recommend to go on this and get that on the light, phone. But, <laughs> no, but not the phone, but I would recommend to put every light on in the, in your house to get light. And then it's all about stress. If you can't sleep, it's all about stress. Yeah. So stress management, maybe do yoga in the evening or doing meditation or just breathe, breathe yeah. during the day because a lot of people is in stressful jobs and have stress, you know, the time to get the kids home and make dinner mm. and life. <laughs> Uh, but it's really important to manage your stress so that you can be in a stressful life, but just take a break and just release yourself from all the stress. And uh, not to eat two hours before you go to sleep. Mm. Because if you eat right before you go to sleep, what happens in your body is that insulin is pumped out in your bloodstream and the body has to do you know all the things it has to do to digest the food so you don't want that when you go to sleep uh no alcohol yeah <laughs> alcohol kind of messes up your sleep even though may you may feel like oh i'll have a glass of wine winding down and you know maybe you fall asleep okay but during night if you have alcohol in your blood you're not going to get that quality sleep yeah and of course caffeine or coffee you should not drink coffee late at night coffee takes five hours to kind of half uh half uh, the potency yeah so if you have a coffee at like six o'clock you might my might feel like oh it's not a problem i sleep anyhow you might go to sleep but the sleep is not that good. Oh, because I know those people that take a coffee in the evening and they still can sleep. Yeah. Which I'm is fine. incredible. Can... Yeah. It's, you can kind of compare it with an alcoholic that drinks alcohol. You know, he can take one beer and he can feel fine. He can feel like he's not on the influence of alcohol because he's so used to it. That's the same way with caffeine. Yeah. You're so used to it that you can sleep but what it does to the body, it's caffeine in your system. So you don't get as good sleep yeah. as you should. The quality of sleep. The quality is not that good. And that brings us to the next level. If you want to get results from working out, building muscle, and you want to lose weight, that's very hard to do if you're 
lacking sleep. Mm. It's almost not achievable. Mm. When you're in lack of sleep, you're kind of, if you can kind of look at it as a battery, you're kind of half full yeah. instead of full. And working out is stress for a body. And if you're half full, it doesn't really serve you that good to be working out. And you will not be able to, you know, rebuild yourself mm. when you sleep if that sleep isn't enough or isn't good enough. Because what happens when we sleep, we have like light sleep and then you have like deep sleep and then you have like REM sleep. Yeah. This all shifts during the night and we want to get that deep sleep because in our deep sleep, growth hormone gets released in the body, which repairs your cell, kind of archives things you've, all the memories and refreshes you to a new next day. But if you don't get that deep sleep, you're kind of not refreshed for a yeah. new day. It's like the half full battery. Makes sense. Yeah. So when I talk to my clients, I kind of always start with, how are you sleeping? Because that's going to determine how good results you get and what you can actually do in your weight training, how hard you can work out. Yeah. Yeah. And how many hours of sleep does one need? Well, it, it's very individual, yeah. but, you know, studies say between seven and nine hours. That many? Yeah. Wow. So you can kind of feel fine, you know, getting six hours of sleep. Maybe many people do, they, they feel fine. But studies show that if you're in lack of sleep, that will both affect your achievements in losing weight and building muscle. And it will affect your immune system. And it will affect other diseases. Yeah. Wow. Like the risk of getting Alzheimer's dramatically drop if you get enough sleep. That's amazing. It's so yeah. important. It's so important. And so overlooked. Yeah. I come from, you know, I, I used to work in the insurance business. Okay. A business that is a lot of older men and the masculinity is like, oh, I'm not, I don't that much yeah. sleep. I can sleep four hours and still go to work and like. Yeah, I know a man like, like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, I read a really, really good book. It's called Why We Sleep of Matthew Walker. And that is a book that cha totally changed me on the views of sleep. Okay. It's a really good book. I recommend. Amazing. A 30 seconds break and stay tuned because we're coming back. Are you stressed, anxious, or in need of a change in your life and well-being? Start by booking a free 30 minutes strategy session with me. You can do that by going on my website adakomani.no and finding an appropriate time in my calendar. If you are unsure, you can start by sending an email and I'll get back to you. And remember, life is too short to waste it not feeling good. 
Welcome back after this short advertising continuing with the same subject. Let's go to hormones. Yes. What are hormonal issues in women? Are there different types? And what are the reasons for the hormonal issues? Why do they happen? Yeah. They kind of already touched it with uh, yeah. melatonin and cortisol, yeah, you know. But we have, I think, over 70 different hormones in our body. Yeah. And it's like a really fine-tuned orchestra. And when someone plays bad, it affects all the other ones. Oh, so, so they're all connected. They're all connected. Yeah. But we have like, you know, the things that I talk about a lot is stress, cortisol and melatonin and it's uh, the uh, insulin uh, which regulates your blood sugar which is really important for good health and then it's the ghrelin which is the hormone that is the you feel hunger mm -hmm. when that's released and then it's leptin which is you feel full so those hormones play a big role in how you feel hungry or not hungry and regulates your blood sugar. And then you, of course, have the metabolism hormones that affects your metabolism. And I also would like to talk about the happy hormones, yeah, which is serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphin. Yeah. Uh, because... When we get older, we kind of tend to be more inactive. Maybe we don't feel as good in our body because it's changing. Maybe we gain weight. We're not so happy. This may be also coming from in our female body. When we go to menopause, we have like premenopause, which affects the female hormones, which is estrogen and, and progesterone and also testosterone we, yeah. we also have some testosterone testosterone and estrogen and uh, progesterone starts to drop in our body okay did you know that humans are the only species going through menopause really no i Animals didn't know don't that. Have that no does this mean that uh, for example a cat can have babies until the end of her life yeah Oh, but we are the only species that, that have that. But when estrogen and progesterone starts to drop, that affects us. That can cause depression, anxiety, or mm. feeling low. And if you are inactive as well, you watch a lot of TV, you don't go outside, that kind of affects the happy hormones. Because we know that serotonin, endorphin, oxytocin, and dopamine is really good for us. And we can affect that by being active, uh, listen to music, dance, go outside in the nature, get sunlight. All of those things will affect those happy hormones. Yeah. And I think that is very important to try to affect those hormones in a natural way. Yeah. Doing the things that is good to get those hormone boosts, I would call them. Mm -hmm. You know, after a really hard workout, you will kind of feel pumped. You will be happy with yourself. You can kind of feel, oh, I'm so good. And that's all the hormones, you know? Yeah. Taking a cold shower will release 
dopamine. That's a really nice way to get dopamine released in your body. Mm. It's the same amount if you take cocaine, which you should not take, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but studies show that taking cocaine gets you like a dopamine hit in 250%. The same thing happens if you take a cold shower. Wow. You get that release of dopamine 250%. Wow. The thing that happens if you take cocaine, it lasts for about 15 minutes and then you have to like yeah. take another hit and take another one you take a cold shower. It kind of happens the next three hours. You kind of get that good flowing feeling over the next three hours. Just by a cold shower? A cold shower okay. or a cold ice bath. Yeah. Would you say that someone should build up to that or you have to be kind of feeling your way okay it's not it's not just to jump in the water freezing i know that if you have epilepsy epilepsy and uh, and heart disease you should be really careful you should not jump okay. in the cold water if you're pregnant i would be, be really cautious but you know if you don't know if it's for you talk to your doctor yeah and see what they say but if you want to kind of go into that just start in the shower just turn it a little bit down and see yeah. how that feels and you can kind of adjust it and go down yeah. and go down and go down and see what if it feels good yeah okay yeah but but be careful with that yes yeah. don't, don't <laughs> dive in the cold water <laughs> uh, but bringing all of those things that naturally releases these happy hormones i think that's something one should do and of course, it's all about lifestyle, being active, eating, you know, the good food, looking at your sleep and looking at your stress. That's kind of the basic we know affects our hormones. And of course, if you are on medication, that may affect your hormones. Mm. If you have a thyroid imbalance, that may affect your hormones. So you might need medication if you have like issues or you have diseases but you can still work on the basic get enough sleep don't stress too much eat what's good for you and move your body yeah how can someone know that they have or not any type of hormonal issues but if you start to feel a change in your body if you start to feel you don't have any energy you fatigue even if you sleep a good good night's sleep, you're still, you know, tired in the morning. If you are gaining weight, usually around the midsection, that can be a sign of your hormones being out of balance. If you're constantly cravings, mm -hmm. <laughs> that can be a sign. If you're a headache, yeah. You can kind of feel if something's off. Yeah. It doesn't mean to mean that it has to be with your hormones. But then I would kind of check in and see what am I doing in my life that can affect. If you're really stressed out, maybe it's something with, to, to do with a job or it's a personal relationship. You have been in this fight or flight modus over a longer period of time. That's going to affect you. That's going to be not that good. If you're constantly on your phone, you know, yeah. that's not really good for us 
being on Instagram and and kind of getting those impressions, you know, yeah, that can also trigger dopamine release in our head, which is kind of addictive. Oh, you kind of get addicted to it. That's but it's funny. not a really good way to release dopamine. Okay, I would rather go with a cold shower. <laughs> yeah, but that is a dopamine release. That's why people can't let the fun down. Yeah, that's the same thing with video games for children. Oh, okay. Yes. It's dopamine release. Yeah. Is it the same with Netflix and everything? Um, maybe not really that much in watching a movie, but watching Netflix like too many hours yeah, a day. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's that yeah. was the intention behind my, my question. Like those people that watch one episode after the other, the whole, for example, afternoon and evening. Yeah. It's the same. It's also the same thing with uh, procrastination. Yeah. If you tend to procrastinate often and you kind of get pleasure in not doing the thing, that's dopamine release. Because you kind of do something else and you just, I'm going to take it later, I'm going to do it later, and it kind of gets good feeling about not doing it. So there's a lot of things that can release from dopamine. That's not really a good way to get released. Cocaine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about. Yeah. But getting to know what's a good release would probably be better than to kind of, yeah, being on your phone all day. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't sleep as good, maybe you're on your phone. Mm. Until you get go to bed, so you get exposed for the blue light. Yeah, which will keep you awake. Yeah, when you try to sleep. Another thing that you can also uh, take into consideration is the way you end your day. Are you lying in bed thinking about all the things you didn't get done at work, being stressed about all the things that are going to happen and all the things you need to remember? That's kind of stress. Yeah. Or you can go to bed and think about all the things you're thankful for. Yeah. All the things you have and think about your family, think about your health, you know, choose a good thing. Because that's what your subconscious is taking with into the sleep or into the night. So if you're constantly thinking about all the things you didn't get done and all the things that's stressing you out, you're kind of going into sleep with that in your subconscious. So it's like different things you can do to live a more healthy life. You know, instead of being here on the phone or on Netflix, maybe you should read a book. Yeah. Maybe you should meditate. Maybe you should go for a walk outside, getting fresh air. That would maybe balance your life a little better. And in the society we live to today, we, there's information everywhere. Something we need to be doing. There's We're always on Instagram. It's impulse, impulse, impulse. Yeah. Our mind needs to unwind. And a really nice way to do that is going outside in the nature or just, you know, do yoga or, or sitting down to breathe. Or do nothing. In mm. today's society, we never do nothing. We never get bored. Yeah. That's something our brain needs to be like bored because then you can reflect on how the day went or what you can do with some problem you may have or 
think about your dreams, if you're constantly on your email or thinking about work or on your phone, you kind of get those impulses. All the time. All the time. And that's mm. kind of something that can stress you out. So the first step with hormonal issues would be to actually increase the happy hormones. Yeah, that's a good place to yeah. start. Absolutely. Because that would maybe give you energy to take a, take up training or yeah. go for that walk. You know, just put on music, dance a little in the yeah. in your living room, buy yourself flowers. Yeah. Uh, on the Friday, small stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's weight training and diet also affect hormones. Yes. That's kind of the next yeah. level. I would recommend to start with weight training because it's so effectful on our bodies. When we get older, we need these muscles. We need them to do our daily chores. We need them to kind of stay healthy strength training or weight training will improve the bone health mm. for women that's a big issue when our hormonal drops like estrogen drops that affects our bones and they can easily break wow osteoporosis osteoporosis yeah yeah norway is in the top is it osteoporosis yes it's incredible because i feel that in norway we are quite healthy yeah, we are. Uh, we don't know. They don't know why it's, it is. Maybe the, it has to do with the snow and the ice that yeah. many people fall. So we yeah. have a lot of fall accidents. But I think also what is uh, important is that we don't have sunlight all year. And through sunlight, we get vitamin D, which is a very vital vitamin yeah. for good health both bone health and the immune system. So one should actually take supplements of vitamin D during September, from September until April because we don't have the sunlight in Norway. Yeah. So there have so, been many reasons. Okay. Yeah. So but, that's also affects... Uh, yeah. But weight yeah. training can actually help with this. Yes. And diet as well? And diet is always important. Like... Take a comparison. If you drive diesel car, you would never put petroleum in it. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that in our body. If we don't get the right food, we don't function as well. Yeah. So if you kind of processed food, a lot of sugar, that will not do you any good. You can kind of survive on it. Yeah. But it's not going to do you that good. Okay. And hormones affect our weight as well right absolutely when we get to like the pre-menopause and menopause often women tend to get the fat around the belly yeah. which is you know when we get fat on our boobs on our hips and our butt <laughs> that's kind of healthy fat yeah but when it goes through our midsection it's it's because the fat is around your organs which is not very healthy and if you get a lot of belly fat, you probably will get inflammation in your body because the protein that uh, it releases in the fat cells will give your body inflammation. So okay. then it's really good to um, eat food that uh, helps you 
not get an inflammation, but also, as I talked about, getting the high protein, getting the high fiber, and do strength training. What I tend to see with my clients when they start those two things, we also look at sleep. We try to, you know, get a lot of sleep. That's not a quick fix. May that may take time, but we start increasing the protein. We start weight training, and then usually after two, three, four weeks, you will kind of start to notice about the belly fat. Wow! It goes yeah. that fast. For some, it goes that fast. Some may uh, may take six weeks, eight weeks. I have like a course that's eight weeks long, mm. but usually people three weeks in, two weeks in, they will start to make, feel a change. And then you kind of see it after four to six weeks. And then after eight weeks, a lot of other people see it on you. <laughs> oh, yes. Amazing. Yes. You mentioned that you have a course that is eight weeks and... Can you tell us, lastly, a little bit about how people can find you and how does it work with booking this course with you? Yeah, of course. Well, I'm Instagram. My uh, my page is at Pia underline Stark Summon. Mm-hmm. My uh, web page is starksummon.no. Uh, and, and yeah, my course is eight weeks long. You have it for a whole year. So if something happens when you start the course, you can restart it or take it later. So we have access a whole year. Yeah. But I kind of follow up the first eight weeks. Yeah. And it's a course that we look at sleep, we look at stress, we look at the hormones, and you get these workout videos of what you're going to do the next eight weeks. And of course, uh, nutrition. Because a lot of people want the results of working out, but they don't really want to work out. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people is like, yeah, but I don't really want to go to the gym and, you know, lift heavy weights for an hour. That's not for me. And I was searching for a method that allows you to put in less time. Mm. So how, how little time do you have to put in to get good enough results mm-hmm. like if you if you go to the gym and lift heavy weights like five times a week of course you're going to build muscle and you're going to look grunge <laughs> but how little can you put in to get effect so what i found out is that 10 minutes a day six times a week and then two times a week like 20 to 30 minutes. So it's a total time of working out for two hours a week. Wow, that's that's something everyone yeah. can actually do. Yeah. So we break it down into like small yeah. 10 minutes workout. And why I wanted that is I wanted something with low threshold. I yeah. wanted something to be easy. I wanted to be able to do it from home. No equipment, no training. No equipment. No, you don't need any equipment. We use our own bodies. So it's super easy. And I always like guide you if you're, if you have health issues, maybe you don't need to work out as much as two hours. Maybe we should start smaller. If you're already working out a little bit, maybe you're 
running a mm -hmm. lot, but you need more strength training. Then I also have some bonus workouts that mm -hmm. you can take as well. So I always kind of guide each person looking at what's best suitable for them. No one is the same yeah. and everybody needs, you know, adjustments. So it is but personalized. To, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, but I wanted to kind of give you something that's achievable. Nice. Because like that, it is less likely that someone will actually quit. Yeah. Okay. So 10 minutes a day is like, everybody can do that, right? Everyone can find 10 minutes a day. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. And then you also help them with their diet and yeah. looking at different aspects of their lives. Yeah. Where you get like a lot of recipes, I think it's over 150 different recipes. And not everybody wants to like dive into new recipes for four times a day, that kind of, you know, overload. But what I usually recommend is look at your protein intake and kind of upper that yeah. combined with this strength training that's going to help your body. Amazing. I love it. I simply love it because it is so simple. Everyone can do yeah. it and Everyone it is simple and you get results. Yeah, that's what we want. Right. <laughs> do you have any last messages for people listening to this? For six years ago, I started my journey and I, I kind of started to working out every week. I might have some weeks off in the summer or whatever, but doing that consistency, you mm -hmm. know, people start and they quit, they start and they quit. Yeah. I was like that. But if you kind of stick to it, being consistent is going to get the results. Yeah. And being consistent is really a lot easier with 10 minutes. Oh, this is how, because when, yeah, I just came on this question, but how did you manage to be consistent? Yeah. So actually starting small, 10 minutes. Small, yeah. I talk a lot of micro habits. Yeah. To change your life, you, you start small, you know? Yeah. In area, any area of life. So just start small, it's easier to stick with it. This was so inspiring and so true. Oh, I'm so happy. And I really want to come out there and show people that you don't, you don't really need to go to the gym three times a week and spend like an hour on the treadmill. You could easily do it from home, no equipment and 10 minutes a day. And that small effort can change one life. I've got texts and I got emails from my uh, customers and they're like so thankful that how they have found me. And you know, when you get active, when you build muscle, it kind of affects your mental health. Mm -hmm. You kind of feel physically strong, then you kind of feel mentally strong. You be more happy, it affects your children, really changes life. I think when we come up in a certain age, mm -hmm. we start, we often start to feel down, all the shores, all the stress, mm -hmm. the lack of sleep, begin, they get inactive. So it's like a downspin. Yeah. Just small changes can bring that to an upspin. And that's mm -hmm. what I really want to get out there. 
Amazing. And you're doing a great job at that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and this is music to my ears. <laughs> Hearing what you're saying, only 10 minutes can make a big change. You don't need the one hour a day. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. This was very inspiring. Well, thank you so much for having me. Now it's your turn. Let me know what health and abundance subjects you want me to cover in the future. Do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you for listening and thank you so much to Pia for being here with us today. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. In the next episode, we'll be talking about Qigong. And remember... You are always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose to create today?